The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code ROSS. That's code ROSS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. If you'd like to make your NFL games a little more interesting, you've come to the right place. It's the Even Money Podcast with Ross Tucker and Steve Fezzik. Yeah, baby, Vegas, it is the Even Money Podcast, and it's presented by DraftKings, America's number one rated sportsbook app. All of our lines always come from the good folks over there at DraftKings. I'm Ross Tucker. Former NFL offensive lineman, five teams, seven years. Now I got a bunch of podcasts. Andrew Brandt does the business of sports on the Ross Tucker Podcast Network. Then we've got Fantasy Feast year-round. Ross Tucker Football Podcast, still daily. College Draft Podcast, where we not only went over the top 10 prospects in the national championship game, we also had Emory Hunt give his picks against the spread remember he's the one that said take ohio state and the points last week on the college draft podcast so make sure you check that out i'm at ross tucker nfl twitter instagram facebook you can watch the show now see what steve looks like see steve's glorious home office youtube.com slash ross tucker nfl at ross tucker pod is how you follow along and see the best social clips of the show on twitter and instagram I mentioned Steve, he's the star of the show at Fezzik Sports and only at Fezzik Sports, the only two-time winner of the Super Bowl of professional football betting. Hello, Steve. How are you, Ross? You mentioned home offices. You know, one of the best sports bettors in the world that I know, he's operating with one TV, one, all year long. I just, it's incredible. I'm screaming at him to get a new setup. He's like, Nope, want to be focused on one game. Oh, that's interesting. He watches one game and has all of his focus on that so that he really can have a strong feeling about it. Exactly. And I I, I tell him, you know what? There's poker players that play 16 tables at once. I'm not saying you got to watch 16 games, but it might be time to expand just a little bit. So, Steve, we had quite a swing last week my friend quite a swing it was my single worst day ever on this show betting the nfl i was minus nine 
So I went into the week up 13. Now I'm only up four. You went into the week up two. You were up six on Sunday, Steve. So you're up eight. So even though I was ahead of you all year, and not that it's a competition because we both want each other to do well, and I I want us both to be up a zillion units for our listeners. You finished the regular season up eight units. I finished the regular season up four units. And we'll go through it. I did get hurt, I guess, really only one what I would call week 17 information mistake that I took a chance on and I was wrong about. All of these lines always come to us via DraftKings. We'll start with Cowboys-Giants. We went toe-to-toe. I got a terrible number. I mean, I, I had the Cowboys laying three. Right after we recorded last week, that number came down to one and a half. The Giants went outright 23-19. Andy Dalton couldn't have been worse. Mike McCarthy should be under investigation for not going for two points, for not challenging the one touchdown catch by Pettis. You had two on the Giants. I had two on the Cowboys. You were right. I was wrong, Steve. You know, a lot of really sharp people wound up being on the Cowboys as the week progressed, though. So which really surprised me because I like to be on the side of the other experts. So I think the feeling was that Daniel Jones was not 100%. And let's face it, although Jones ran the ball finally, he hadn't run his last two plays. Nine carries, only 17 yards. If I would have known that, Ross, I would not have been betting on the Giants. But having said all that, you're right about Andy Dalton. And, you know, one play in particular, I don't know if you saw it, there was an out pattern where the announcers were like, well, that must have been tipped It just – no, it just kind of flew out of his hand before he released it and you know, almost was intercepted, had a guy possibly open in the end zone. But um, Andy Dalton has gone from being a playoff quarterback for the Bengals to being really just an average backup quarterback. He really has disappointed for the Cowboys. Steve, he could not have been better against the Eagles. He could not have been better. He was awesome against the Eagles, could not have been worse against the Giants. He was terrible. If he just plays okay, they win that game. Very frustrating, but that had nothing to do with Week 17. Because remember, we usually go over our bets from the week before. Number one, for transparency, and I'm proud that we both finished the year um, in the black. That's what matters. We always tell you it's hard to do it. It's hard to make a lot of money. The idea is you have some fun and maybe you make a little something. But look, even if you just paid our bets the whole year, then boom, you, you made a little bit and you had a ton of entertainment value for your games. And we're still doing the playoffs. This is year round. Even when we get in the off season, Steve gives bets on the draft and other things, other sports, and we get to have some cool guests on to learn about strategies, hear some stories. It's awesome. So we're year round. Make sure everybody realizes that. The next game. Uh, The other reason why we go over this, Steve, is because it's instructive. And I want to know how much of it was Week 17 related. Next game was Browns-Steelers. I had the Steelers getting the 10. I felt good about it. I only put one unit on it, though. So I won. They lost 24-22. That was a win for me, though, but only a one-unit win. Jets-Patriots. Jets had been playing well. Jets had beaten two playoff teams back-to-back. 
Patriots had been playing terrible, getting run off the field. Jets were getting three and a half. Of course, Jets are up 14-7. I'm feeling good about it. Jets lose 28-14. I lost two units there. Then Vikings-Lions. This is the one, Steve, where I really took a chance based on what I thought was going to happen. I was wrong. I did not think they were going to play Matthew Stafford. I thought that somebody, some adult in the Lions organization would say, wait a minute, we're going to have a new head coach, a new GM. We want to make sure we have maximum flexibility with Matthew Stafford. We can't have him getting hurt. He's already banged up everywhere. I didn't think Stafford would play. That's why I laid the six with the Vikings. Um, and then, obviously, he did play, and the Vikings only won by two, Steve. I think oftentimes with organizations like that, it comes down to your franchise quarterback, and you got to keep them happy, right? And so if Stafford wants to play, probably no one in place to be able to tell him he can't, right? So I'm sure it was Stafford's decision. And you know what? Kudos to him in a lost season to go out there and gut it out in an injury-plagued year for Stafford. That was the one bet that was clearly me trying to be ahead of things on a Week 17 playing time call, and I was wrong. Falcons, Bucks, Steve. Bucks were laying six. You did it. You put two units on the Bucks laying six. Wasn't looking great until they pulled away at the end. Yeah, this was an example where, like, the in live, the live wagering, the whole game was Bucks were right around the number, you know, laying six to eight. So I'm not going to say it was um, a lucky win because they won by 17. I will say this, and maybe Ross, you can talk to your fantasy guys about this. Uh, one of the sharper betters I know, Kevin O'Neill out of Georgia, he um, went ahead and, and, and texted me. And he said, Fez, next year, we're going to get every single wide receiver and and um, skill position players contract incentive bonuses. And we're going to bet all the guys that are in range like A.B. was week 17 and Sanders. Uh, all those guys, hey, if you're going to make another $500,000, if you get seven or eight catches, then who, the quarterback and the team all seems to strive to make that happen. Ross, did you have situations like that you can remember? during your playing career? Yeah, I mean, well, first of all, I, I had a $350,000 playing time bonus my fourth year in 2004, and I got it. But that wasn't one where they, like, went out of their way to give it to me. I've seen the opposite, where a team was trying to go out of their way to not let a guy get a playing time bonus. That was a million and a half. And he was coming off the field checking with – um you know, a practice squad guy who was on the phone with his wife who was doing the calculations, they tried to pull him from the game. He got in the face of the head coach and was like, I know what you're doing. The head coach is going to get fired anyway, so the head coach put him back in. <laughs> so he yeah, and I get it. It, was, it was amazing. Um, even in Seattle, David Moore, the wide receiver, was able to get um, his his bonus. Russell Wilson made sure he got it. So – that's a very real thing. How about this, by the way, as we get to ravens Bengals, Steve? Um, I had five leans. Every lean came through. Every one of my leans. So I'm down nine years. But all my, one of my leans was ravens Bengals. the Ravens laying 13. I had the over 44. Steve, it was 38 to three 
in the third quarter. Uh, what's his name? Brandon Allen throws the worst pick to Marcus Peters I've ever seen in the end zone. Even if the Bengals just get a field goal, I push. They would have gotten a touchdown. I can't believe they didn't get a garbage time touchdown. I, I, I can't believe 38-3 to in the third quarter and the over doesn't hit. I lost two units there. That sucked. I mean, I, I you know, whatever. Um, that's why it's gambling. Dolphins, Bills, you had two units, Steve, on the Bills laying a point. Ballsy call considering the Bills bench Josh Allen and a bunch of guys at halftime. Yeah, the market completely flipped me the bird on this. Miami closes as a three-point favorite. You know what? Sometimes you hear, oh, sharp money is on this team. We always hear that. Sharp money is on this team. Oftentimes it's just money, Ross. Nothing sharp about uh, a team from uh, South Beach with a quarterback from Alabama and Hawaii that goes to 30 degrees, 35 degrees in rain in Buffalo against a team that is epically motivated to have a once in every other decade season at 13 and three. If you watch that game, they could have played that game 20 times. I don't think Miami would have covered once if they would have replayed it. Um, You nailed it. Buffalo's starters killed Miami in the second quarter. Buffalo's backups killed Miami in the fourth quarter. Raiders Broncos was uh, one of was part of my two team teaser. I had the Broncos up to plus eight, the Eagles up to plus seven and a half. They both covered. We'll get to that Eagles game later, but they both covered. Thankfully, I needed that. Thank you, Denver Broncos. Raiders win thirty two thirty one. I mean, Steve, even our best bet, okay, even one of our two best bets, Jags Colts. Jags are getting 14. They're up 20 to 14 in Colts territory in the fourth quarter. Glennon does what he does. Jonathan Taylor has a long touchdown run. And then they go for two and they get it for us to push, which would have been a really nice two units for me, for you, one unit for me. And it would have been nice to get that best bet to come through. That, I mean, that that was unfortunate. Yeah, and all the time you have uh, listeners, viewers saying, wait a minute, I wasn't able to get your number. Well, here's a case where this line closed 16. So if you're betting our best bets and you shopped it all, you would have gone ahead and won that game. So that's nice that our uh, followers certainly should have gotten a W on that one. Packers, Bears, I leaned Packers. Wish I would have bet it. Titans, Texans, um, nothing. Saints, Panthers, I leaned Saints. You leaned Panthers. Saints win 33-7. Teddy Bridgewater's not good, Steve. He's really struggled down the stretch. I don't know if we can blame Teddy for this debacle. Um, You know, I thought Bridgewater was a competent quarterback over the course of the season. He only played a half, Ross, and uh, P.J. Walker, um, he was really good in the XFL. Wasn't good in this game, three interceptions, so that's part of the reason Carolina got punked in the second half, three picks from P.J. Walker. Chargers, Chiefs, uh, I took a chance with the Chiefs. I felt like their, uh, their backups were still good, and they started off touchdown drive up 7 nothing. Uh, they were getting three and a half points. 
boy, their defense didn't show up at all. I mean, the Chargers didn't have Joey Bosa, didn't have Keenan Allen. Didn't matter, 38-21. to 21, I got slaughtered. Niners, Seahawks, Eileen Niners, they were getting five. You bet two units on the Niners. Of course, the Niners cover 26-23. You get two units there. I just leaned. And then our last, er, then there's Cardinals-Rams. Cardinals were, I think, laying one. And you know what? I thought Kyler Murray would play, and he did. For like a series. Then he was out till the end of the game. You and I both put two units on it. It was our other best bet. Rams beat the Cardinals 18 to 7. So I don't know if I count that as a week 17 thing or not. I mean, he started the game. He just got hurt again. Yeah. And remember when you, uh, do you still play pickup basketball, Ross? No, I can't because of my back and knee, unfortunately. I wish. I love hoops. I, me too. And I, the same thing happened to me where about 18 years ago, it got to the point where I'd go out there and I'd have the Ben Gay on me, you know, I'd be wrapping up the knees and the like, whatever, you know, put some duct tape on me, get me out there. I want to play, you know, Kyler Murray is starting to look that way here at the end of the year. He's far too young to be one of these old guy Ben Gay situations, but he was week 17. Washington against the Eagles. I had the Eagles covering. They somehow did cover because I had that with the two-team teaser. That was an interesting game, Steve. I'll leave it at that. I work for the Eagles. Your thoughts? All right. Let me talk about the Eagles because this is fascinating. So Peterson trails by three. It's fourth and four. Eh, Five minutes left in the third quarter. The analytics guys would say in that situation, all things being equal, it's a close call, but go for it. And I agree with that. However, if you have an offense you don't trust and a quarterback you don't trust, you would kick the field goal. So you need a quarterback that is competent, that you have confidence in to make that decision be correct. Eagles fail. Obviously, Hurts is under pressure, throws a bad ball to an open receiver. Then Hurts gets bad. So clearly the Eagles have no confidence if they want to win the game in their quarterback because they bench him for Nate Sudfeld. But then I ask you the question, If you had no confidence in your quarterback, why are you going for it on fourth and four on the goal line when you can tie the game completely inconsistent, those two decisions, if you're trying to win, which we have to ask ourselves, were the Eagles trying to win? Again, I was minus nine for the week. You were up six for the year. I'm up four. You're up eight. Our best bets, 20 wins, 21 losses. One push, a strike rate of 48%. Not great, Steve. Not where we've used to be in all these other years. We'll do a wrap-up show at the end of the season. We've got some playoffs to talk about. Playoffs, and there's breaking news while we've been doing the show, or right before it started at least. We'll start with the game I'm calling, Steve, for Colts and Bills. It will be the Buffalo Bills are laying six and a half. The total is 52. Your thoughts? All right. I want you to put a little tickler note, Ross. If you get a freak snowstorm in this game that's unexpected, please text me and let me know here in Buffalo. And we'll play the under. Uh, The reason I just say that is a little money's trickling in on the under as we speak. You know, it's interesting because Buffalo's awesome. Buffalo's playing as well as any team in the NFL. Uh, What, they're 9-1 and and their one loss was the Hail Mary? Murray, 
loss in Arizona. So I don't want to get in front of this Buffalo team. Having said that, my power ratings, even though I have the Buffalo, my number two team right now, only half a point worse than the Chiefs, my power ratings say there's clear value with Indy. My gut says Josh Allen, who is extremely inaccurate in 2018 and 2019. Bottom five in accuracy in the NFL. Ross, Josh Allen was one of the three most accurate quarterbacks this year. I've never seen such a turnaround. And if Josh Allen remains accurate like that, this Bills team can win the Super Bowl. I'm going to pass. Yeah, you know what? It's funny, Steve. If it was over seven, I probably would lean to the Colts. It's under seven. I'm going with the Bills. I'm going with the Bills. They have been an absolute machine. Nobody's gotten nobody's gotten near them. They cover every game. They kill everybody they play. I think the Colts have a good team. I think it might be a decent game, but I'm showing faith in the Bills. They've been an absolute machine. Two units, Buffalo, laying the six and a half points. By the way, Steve, do you usually bet more? Are you more likely or less likely to bet in the playoffs? Are the playoffs easier or tougher because there's less games and the lines are sharper? The playoffs are tougher because there's less games. The lines are sharper. The, sh- the moves tend to correct the lines faster. There is one exception, the ultra-public team. So if you get a team that absolutely has been covering week after week, sometimes undeservedly so, the public can oftentimes – juice that team irrationally oh give an example of one um probably uh denver green bay super bowl when denver was catching double digits in that game plus 11 would be an example of the public just overreacting to denver's past failings in super bowls and you could get double digits in that game rams and the seahawks doesn't look like jared goff will play Seahawks are laying four and a half. The total is 43, Steve. All right, I'm going to go under on this game for two units. I love this under, and here's one of the reasons, the main reason why. So Seattle has reinvented themselves early in the year. Metcalf, Lockett, these guys. Uh, Russell Wilson was airing it out, and the Seattle defense was terrible. Well, now the Seattle defense has gotten good, actually, and Russell Wilson and company are running the ball much more than they were early in the year. And this has contributed from Seattle from going from a high-scoring team in their games to lower totaled games. But last week, Seattle-San Francisco, it's 16-12, to 12, Ross. The game's going to end 16-12. to 12. Game's going to go under by two touchdowns. Fourth down and like seven. And Seattle, Russell Wilson does what he does. Mr. Clutch completes a touchdown pass. Then there's a fumble six. Blinken is 26-23. So here's a, here's a Seattle game that should have got way under week 17 that somehow gets over the total. And that's why this total is 43 instead of 41. So a phony over on Seattle last week gives us value this week. I tell you what, after that Wolford, Wolfel, well, all right, he was, at, he was okay against Arizona. But if you watched that game, it was clear that the Rams said, you know what? We don't turn this ball over in the second half. We're going to win this game. And they got much more conservative in the second half versus the first half. And I think the Rams are going to rely on their defense to win this game. Seattle's going to run the ball. This game's going under two units. Steve, we're sharing a brain. I I don't think either team gets past 20 in this game. The Rams' defense is awesome. Seattle's offense has not been so. 
Seattle's defense playing much better. I don't see Wolford putting up a bunch of points. I like the under as well. Two units under 43. That is a best bet. Brian's on a call, so Brian can't hit the best bet sounder, but I'll go, it's a best bet. Ah! Ah! I don't remember how it even goes. All right. Saturday night, Bucks, Washington football team. The Bucks are laying eight. The total is 45 and a half, Steve. I'm going to go ahead and lean to the Washington football team. It sure seems like this is a game where if you're going to bet Tampa, you tease Tampa because Tampa's going to win. And if you bet Washington, they're going to hang around. It's going to be an ugly game. And probably the Washington defense, certainly the Washington defense, is going to get after Brady and provide enough pressure to keep this game from getting out of hand. So I see this as one of the most predictable games. 23-20, Tampa wins. Washington probably covers. So leans in both directions. I'm going to lean to Washington plus the points, and I'm going to lean on a teaser with Tampa Bay. You know, I got to tease Tampa Bay with somebody on that lean. I'll I'll lean to uh, Buffalo for my second leg of my teaser. Got it. All right. Yeah, I I would just probably – I'd lean Tampa here. I I don't know, man. Washington did not look good the other night. Tampa's been playing very well. But it's just a lean. I don't want to lay eight points. So just a lean for me in that one. Sunday, you've got the Ravens laying three against the Tennessee Titans. And the total is 55. All right. So revenge game of the year for Baltimore that obviously had an epic run last year. They were as good as the Chiefs until Derrick Henry and company knocked them out of the playoffs. You know, now that it's down to three, I'm going to go ahead and make Baltimore a play here for a unit. Um, I don't like what the Titans are bringing in terms of a fatigue factor into the playoffs. So Tennessee, arguably, they really haven't had a bye all year long. So they were part of that Pittsburgh situation week four where ultimately they couldn't play that game. So the Titans, um, without essentially a real bye all year long, five of their last seven games have been on the road. The Titans have had to win to get into the playoffs. So they had, you know, that circumstance situation. And Derrick Henry has been massively overused. He's got 380 carries approximately for the year. And he just had, I believe, 34 last week. I know he's an alien and he hasn't slowed down at all. At some point, all those carries are absolutely going to catch up to you. And without a defense, you know, Baltimore's really playing well. There's not much home field in, in the playoffs with that revenge. I'm going to look to Baltimore. I'm with Baltimore. I'm with you. I'm putting two units on the Ravens. I, I like only having to lay three. It was three and a half earlier. Now that it's three, I'll put two units on Baltimore. I feel like worst case scenario almost I push. I just don't see him losing this game. The Titans defense is unbelievably bad. Two units, Baltimore minus three. That is another best bet. Ah, All right, Bears, Saints. Wow. The number's up to 10 at DraftKings, Steve. The Saints are laying 10. The total's 47 and a half. So we talk about the playoffs and how it can be easier if you're fading a public team, but more difficult because the lines get bent into shape faster. Here's an example. Of course the Saints are going to win this game. Of course we should have teased the Saints when this line came out minus seven and a half and laid it with the Saints. 
and now the line's up to 10. And so we'll just watch the Saints kill the Bears by 21 points and say, why the heck didn't we lay the 10? But I'm just going to lean to the Saints. I think I might lean Bears. I, I don't know. That's a lot of points, man. They've been playing pretty well. I don't know if Bree's going to be able to play as well as Rodgers did the other night. This is a stay away from me. I guess I'll lean to the Bears and get those 10 points, but it's a stay away. Last but not least, Steve, we've got Sunday Night Football, Browns, Steelers. Now, the news that came out right before we started recording, Kevin Stefanski, two other coaches, as well as Pro Bowl left guard Joel Batonio, wide receiver Kadero Hodge, all out for this game. They've all tested positive for COVID. We don't even know who their close contacts will be or who else might be out of it. I don't know how you bet this game right now, Steve. They're showing a line for it. It went from four and a half up to six. But Stefanski's not just the head coach. He's the play caller. And I don't know who the close contacts are going to be for Batonio and this wide receiver. So I'm not doing it. I'll, I'll wait till later in the week. Yeah, and I'll lean to Pittsburgh based on that news. Remember, this is a Cleveland team that just absolutely was horrendous before Stefanski got there, and having a competent coach made completely the difference. And I love Stefanski's play calling in terms of if it's fourth and one, you never know. It might be just give it to Chubb. It might be a uh, pass to Baker Mayfield. He might throw it to an offensive lineman. And a coach like that that's unpredictable is extremely difficult to stop. And I think that's a big part of why Baker Mayfield has, has improved and had a better year here in the second half of the year. You know, I was going to play this game over because Cleveland games, remember they had those three games, Ross, in the middle of the season. Shocker, it's bad weather in Cleveland. So I think those games were against, what, Houston, uh, the Raiders, and Philly, all three bad weather games. So because of that, Cleveland is a bad defensive stat team that looks a little bit better because those three games were low scoring. I was all ready to bomb the over, but with this news, I'm going to just lean over and I'll lean to Pittsburgh. I will, man, I, I was going to lean Cleveland, but I don't even know how you do that, not knowing the contact tracing stuff. I don't know. I, I guess I'll lean Pittsburgh as well. I'll assume Batonio and the wide receiver were around somebody and there'll be contact tracing there, so they'll miss some somebody else. What a mess. That stinks for Browns fans. I hate it. All right, so we, we got a couple best bets, Steve. We got the under in the Rams-Seahawks, and we got the Ravens. I like it. There's only six games, and we got two best bets. Let's go. Let's go under. Let's go, Ravens. Good luck, everybody. Hope you guys win some money. Thanks for listening to the Even Money Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, the Fantasy Feast, Business of Sports, and the College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.